Hallelujah. I want to read scripture with you, and I've got something else I want to show you in a minute, but Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5, verse 1. This is the English Standard Version. It's real close to the New King James. In Galatians 5, verse 1, it says, For freedom, somebody say freedom. Freedom. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Somebody shout out, I'm free. Hallelujah. What I want to share with you, and we're getting ready to show you another clip of something that I want to bring it home. Just something I want to remind you of today. We thank God all the time for freedom. But listen, you and I have a responsibility to stand in that freedom and not give it away. Not only in the natural sense, because we put all kind of money towards warheads and the military and all these things to protect our country. And thank God we do. But listen... We as believers, we also have to respect and honor our freedom. So I was praying, this, the Lord gave me two questions for you. One is, how much are you praying every day? Are you praying every day? But the other one was, when was the last time, did you read a whole book lately? Did you read a whole book lately to study? To investigate, to search out the wisdom of the God, the wisdom of God as a dear treasure. When was the last time you, you finished a whole book? When was the last time you read the Bible through? When was the last time you read the Bible besides Sunday morning? We take our freedom for granted and we say it all the time because of the way this nation is. But our Master says, Do you take your spiritual freedom for granted by not seeking me? By not worshiping me, but by not giving me you all, your all, for not searching me with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind. Do you just take it for granted? Well, when I die, I'm going to heaven. But are you living for me? I did another funeral this week for the mother of a member of the church. Every time I do a funeral, whether it's six weeks old, four years old, or close to 80, and I go to the hospital and I talk to somebody. They've been told you only have two weeks. You only have six months. Some of you might have saw that movie Bucket List. They were told they only have a few months. So they made a list and they said, listen, we're going to die anyway. So let's just, let's just go out with a bang. But when you talk to somebody who knows, and they're, they're in their 20s, they're in their 30s, they're in their 40s, and they tell you, I've only got a few months left. They say, would you please Enjoy your life. Would you please live because I'm not going to. If you saw the ending, and I didn't like a lot of parts of the Titanic, and I didn't really like the movie, but the only part I do remember was the little fella holding on, bless his heart, freezing to death. And he says, you're going to have to let me go. But he says, I want you to do all the things that I would have loved to do, and I want to live my life through yours. And he goes on to show pictures of her riding horses and doing all kind of stuff. And she lived a full life. Now she's an elderly lady. This is the thing. What are we doing with our freedom? Are you enjoying life? Or are you just living or surviving? 
What are you doing with the riches of the inheritance we've received in Christ Jesus, but also with the gift of eternal life, but also with the gift of abundant life we have right now? Wherever any of us, myself, you, anyone is living, there's still another higher level and another plateau and another plane to go. There's still another level of happiness. There's still levels of joy unspeakable and full of glory. The Word of God says there's glory to glory. There's strength to strength. There are so many more levels out there that has already been purchased and given. And when we come through to these times and we remember our freedom and, and all that God has done, He's done it for you. And so I want to show this next clip and I want you to listen to this testimony. I want you to hear what this man who paid a price, strong preacher, I want you to hear his heart as he says... And then I'll make my point. Mm. That's a hero. Amen. Can still love his country. But he says from his heart, the freedom he values. We've got to value our freedom. Because Jesus is the only one in heaven with scars. To say what he gave and what he did for you and I. Now just to give you a few quotes. Thomas Jefferson said, Yes, we did produce a perfect public. But will they keep it? Or will they in the enjoyment of plenty lose the memory of freedom? Material abundance without character is a path to destruction. Abraham Lincoln at the Gettysburg Address said, The world will little note nor long remember what we say here. But it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they fought here and have thus so far nobly advanced. Karl Marx, the leftist, the communist, said, If I can't steal their history, if I can steal their history, I can take their nation. I mean, you know, we have to keep our memory fresh, and we've got to remember, not just on July 4th, but every day, every time we pass by the flag, every time we pass by a veteran. He might be an elderly man right now with a hat that says U.S. veteran, but he is still a hero to us. Every time your grandpa or someone tells stories of serving this country, they deserve the most respect. Every time we pass it from the military base, Instead of saying, oh, that's just Camp Beauregard. We need to pray for the men and women inside Fort Polk and all the different places. Every time we hear of a soldier, another one died or four have died on the TV, we've got to pray for their families that God somehow will comfort them because they are giving their lives for our freedom. And we enjoy a freedom that some of us have not had to pay for. We inherited this freedom. My desire since in second grade, my desire was to join the military, but then God at 14 called me to, the, to His military to go overseas as a missionary. But I inherited a freedom without having to lift a hand to do it. I was born into it. When I accepted Christ Jesus and you accepted Christ, you inherited a freedom that the devil cannot take away from you. And it's a freedom we have to be thankful for and we have to be proud of and thank God for. The memory of our freedom. Our founding fathers were Christians, this nation was built upon Christianity. The first public building was a church. The first meeting was a worship service. And the first congressional meeting began with prayer. 
Benjamin Franklin said, God governs the affairs of men. President Washington vowed, God so help, so help me God, as he kissed his Bible with his wife, his mother's Bible as his wife held it. We have to guard the spiritual heritage. We have a spiritual heritage that is supernatural. In, in the 1700s, when General Washington was a colonel in the uh, French-Indian War, there's a story documented where an Indian chief and the French had ambushed some of the uh, British troops. And all the other commanders, including the general, were shot down on the, from their horses. The only man left on horseback was Colonel Washington. And the chief called his braves and said, You see that man left on the horse? We need to kill him and we need to kill him now. Take good aim and make sure he dies. And as they're getting ready to shoot Colonel Washington, who later becomes our first president, all of a sudden an angel came down. And this is what the chief wrote that happened. The chief wrote this himself. He said, On the day that the white man's blood was mixing with our streams, I called my warriors to shoot and kill the one on the horse and be certain he dies. But as they, as they aimed a power far greater than we shielded him, an angel appeared. So seeing he was under special guardianship of the great spirit, I caused them to cease fire and I heard a voice say, this is what a voice said to this chief. This man is protected and his destiny is guided and he will become the chief of nations and people will hail him as a mighty emperor. Pay respect to a man who is a favorite in heaven and could never die in battle. And there's stories after stories documented where even British soldiers said they couldn't understand why they could not shoot him when they had him in plain sight. He wrote his brother John Washington saying that he'd get home and he'd have four bullet holes in his jacket and two horses were shot under him. But he says it's only the divine power of God that kept him. That is the God over our nation. Amen. John Quincy Adams said it best when he wrote Posterity, and if you'd watch his movie, uh, I said James Adams, but it's John Adams. If you watch his movie, he always spoke of posterity. He said, you will never know how much it has cost my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you make good use of it. Help us to make good use of what you started in America. Thank you for those who sacrificed yesterday so that we can freedom today. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son who died and rose again and whoever lives to make intercession for us. We thank you that the same God who broke the power of slavery can break the power of every stronghold in our day. Connect us with the past revival and the power that moves the chain forward and the future generation. Unite your church and make us repairers of the breach and restorers of many generations. Amen. William Bradford, governor of Plymouth in 1634, said freedom of worship and liberty for ourselves and our descendants is worth paying any price. How many of you know the word says from generation to generation they will praise the Lord? The question is, as they paid a price in their generation, are we paying a price in this generation for future generations by fasting and prayer? This, America has been divinely called to a life of style of fasting and prayer. If, someone is, if we are not fasting at least once a week, we're not living a lifestyle of praying every day and praying over the elections and praying over our government and praying over our military and praying over our leaders. As the Bible says, the first thing you do is remember those in authority. If we're not doing that diligently. Then we don't love the children, our children that we say we do love. We don't love the future ideals of our grandchildren like we think we do. If we're not praying that God is going to bring a revival and change this nation so that God will be God over this nation and this nation will be turned as a nation on revival for God.
I tell my children I love them, and I love my grandchildren who shall come a long ways from now. But just to say I love them and not pray that God is going to do something in this country, I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving the answer or preparing the way for what I desire. Today is the day to pray. It's not after elections. It's now. It's not what happens in Iraq or Afghanistan. It's now. It's been the hour to pray and to intercede and stand in the gap. It's been the time to seriously take the freedom that God has given us and stand in this freedom and proclaim it and decree it and live it. It's now the time to have freedom to worship and praise God. And it's now the time also to decree our freedom that through the blood of Christ Jesus, I am not going to go back again to the yoke of sin. Can I hear an amen? amen. The Bible says in John 8, 36, if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. The Bible says in Revelation 12, 11, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Now, before you go to a court or, or as the judge or the president or anybody would stand in their place and decree what they have the freedom to say. And as he was saying, we paid a price so that you'd have freedom of speech in America. Well, I want you to know Jesus paid a price so that we have freedom of speech in our lives, in our families' lives, in this nation, in our community. But we have freedom of speech, speech even to tell the devil to bug off. We have the freedom of speech to overcome him by the power that is in the blood of Christ Jesus. The Bible says in Leviticus that the priests would go and they would, they would sprinkle before the mercy seat. They would sprinkle the blood off of their fingers seven times in three different directions. That tells me seven is the number of completion, but three is the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And as they would go and they would sprinkle the blood seven times in three different directions, sometimes things just don't change with one quote or, or one scripture on one plead the blood. Sometimes you gotta keep pleading the blood. You gotta keep pleading the blood of Jesus. You gotta keep warring against the devil. You gotta keep saying, Satan, I have power and dominion over you. It is written that he has given me authority and power over you. And in this freedom through the name of Christ and the power of the blood of Jesus, I stand against all the walls of the enemy. And I will not be confused or back up in my testimony that Jesus is Lord and King. But I stand against you in the power and all the powers of hell. And I say in the authority of the name of Jesus, you will not have my children. You will not have my health. You will not have my finances. You will not have my victory. He paid the price. He came to destroy the works of the enemy. So Satan and devils of hell, all your works have been destroyed by the power of the cross through Christ Jesus. You got to keep shaking that blood. Shaking that blood. Shaking that blood. Because that blood is what bought your freedom. Can I hear an amen in the church of Jesus Christ today? Is that blood that bought your freedom? Is that blood that decreased? I love that song. We had that girl here who sang it when mercy came running. No, well, no, it's Phillips Craven and Deans, I believe, who wrote that song. But when mercy came running, for all those years, because of Adam and Eve, there was a veil put between man and God. But if we could have seen... Have you ever seen your kids get behind the curtains playing hide-and-go-seek and they stay there hiding, but their face is behind the veil? And you can, st- you can see their face and they say, Where are you? I'm not here. Well, I believe that if you could have seen the veil, Mercy's face was sticking out of it. You could see the imprint that one day I'm getting out of this. There's not going to be this division between me and my people and the Gentiles who call upon my name. 
one day the one who said was going to come is going to come and he's going to give his life. And on that day, he's going to rip this veil from top to bottom. And nobody or nothing is going to stop me from getting out here and start. Hallelujah. I can touch you now. I can touch you now. I can touch you now. Now I can I can kiss you if I want to. And you will die in the presence of God. You don't have to fear the presence of God anymore. I can go to any of you and I can just touch you. And I can just sit on you and I can hover over you. And I can go wherever you are. Because mercy came running and got a hold of me. And I don't have to be scared of God anymore. I don't have to be fearful of the enemy or hell, devil, death or destruction. It has no sting. It has no power. That's the freedom we have through the blood of Jesus Christ. That we call out to God, mercy comes running. And people want to start, but you don't know. When He runs to you, He don't want to hear you tell Him what bad things you've done. He just wants you to say you want Him. And you need Him. And you love Him. Amen? Amen. Quickly, what is our testimony? First of all, forgiveness has freed us. Write that down. Hebrews 9.22, all things are cleansed with the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness. Forgiveness has freed you. Forgiveness has freed me. Number two, cleansing has freed me. First Peter 1.2, it says, but if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us. Say with me, cleanses. Thank you, Lord, for your cleansing and your forgiving through the blood of Jesus Christ. Redemption has freed us. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Ephesians 1, 7 says in Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of His grace. Justification has freed us. As you know, just as if I've never sinned, Romans 5, 9, much more than being more justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. Sanctification has freed us. I've been sanctified through the blood of Jesus Christ for a holy calling and out of Satan's territory by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 13, 12. Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his blood, suffered outside the gate. Peace is my freedom. Peace has been made for me through the blood of his cross. Colossians 1, 20. And now I have free access. It says, since Hebrews 10, 19, Since therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter to the holy place by the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 2, 13 through 14. The blood of Jesus speaks. Amen. You know, I have a, a, some um, information here, and I have a whole booklet by a Christian archaeologist called Ron White. How many of you have ever heard of Ron White? He's the guy who discovered and uh, gave a lot of uh, knowledge. He died in 99, but he found Noah's Ark. And he, he, uh, he even, the Turkish government let him break ground for the memorial of Noah's Ark up on the mountain. I mean, it, it's an awesome thing. He found Mount Sinai. He found Sodom and Gomorrah. He still found uh, the, the uh, hailstones under the ground where Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. I mean, he's got a whole museum up in the northern part of the United States, but he has had favor with the governments, and he was a man of such knowledge that the Muslims would even be quiet before him when he had not only the Word, but he had the proof of what the Word says. Well, he, there's so many things. He found the Red Sea crossing. The chariot wheels is in his museum. 
uh, where, where he found the crossing of the Red Sea. And believe you me, it's not like what they show in the History Channel that the water went up to the knees. He proves where the, the waters parted and the chariot wheels and stuff are still down there. But one of the things that he found, and it's documented, and I have the DVDs of it. I just got them in this week. He found the hole where they put the cross of Christ in Calvary. He found the holes. And as they started digging and they started looking, they got proof on film of the earthquake. And because of where the cross was and the earthquake happened, the blood didn't only stay on the ground, but they followed where the blood went down into the ground. And they're still doing searching, but they believe they found where the Ark of the Covenant is. And the blood went all the way to meters and meters under the ground to, to the top of the Ark of the Covenant. And the Word says that the blood of Jesus had to be put upon the mercy seat. And when Jesus died and the earth broke, the blood went. And the blood conquered Hell, death, destruction. But not only that, it conquered the trespasses and iniquities that were against us. You know, Jesus was without, was without any sin. And you can look up Ron White on the uh, internet. Tons of information and some pictures. He even found the two rocks that Moses spoke to. Well, one he hit that opened up and you could see water flowed from there. It's something. The Bible's real, folks. The Bible's true. But let me tell, tell you this. It said that our sins were put on Him, even though He knew no sin. He died and was punished as if it was our, our sins, and it was our sins upon Him. And it's like, you know, somebody, when I worked for companies, we'd have, when I worked for this offshore company in Opelousas years ago, or, or Chevrolet, I could go and get parts and stuff and just charge it to our account. We had a, an ending account with these businesses. Well, that's what it means that Jesus takes our sins and our trespasses. Is that we have an unending account that I can say, oh, yes, I've done this, but Jesus paid the price for the wrong I've done. And so I ask you to cleanse me, forgive me of my sin. And the account is opened for every time you and I fail and sin. He nailed the power of his destruction over our life to the cross. His blood was placed upon the mercy seat so that we could be free. And so, as I finish today, I want to lead you into some testimonies. If you want to stand up. As you're standing up, let me read this quote from Derek Prince. I testify to Satan personally. Well, I tell you what, we're going to say this together. Because you probably haven't testified to Satan in a long time. Are you ready to tell the devil off? You told that woman who pulled out in front of you off. Why don't you tell the devil off? You told your wife or somebody off Tuesday because you ate too much. Won't you tell the devil off? She didn't make you eat all that food. Hey, did y'all hear about that man? His wife passed by and he was in the bathroom and he kept trying to suck in his gut. And she stood there. She counted 12 times. And she said, sweetheart, ain't nothing you're going to do make it stay in. He says, I'm not trying to make it stay in. I'm just trying to read the numbers under the scale. <laughs> you ate too much. And that's a freedom we have. And that's a freedom that we don't watch. But I won't go there. 
Say this with me. I testify to Satan personally. As to what the Word says. That the blood and what it does for me. Through the blood of Jesus. I am redeemed. Out of the hand of every enemy. Through the blood of Jesus. All my sins are forgiven. The blood of Jesus. God's Son. Continually. Cleanses me from all sin. Has made me holy. I'm set apart for my God. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm redeemed. Cleansed. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan. Satan. You have no power. No power at all all. over me. me. Through the shed blood blood of Jesus Christ, Christ. I'm free. free. Hallelujah. I'm free (laughs) through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm free. I am free through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, the Word of God says that we cleanse ourselves with the blood of Jesus Christ. So say this with me. Father, we cleanse our hands with the blood of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus to our eyes so that we might see into the spirit realm. We apply the blood of Jesus to our ears. To cleanse our ears from all defilement, wickedness, garbage, gossip, or slander that has been poured into our ears. We apply the blood that we may clearly hear the voice of our Father. We apply the blood to our lips and to our tongue. So that you would be able to cleanse us of all things that we have spoken. That really haven't been of you at all. Father, we apply the blood of Jesus to our hearts and to our minds. To cleanse our minds from dead works. Wrong thoughts and wrong emotions. So that we might serve you, the living God. Father, we apply the blood of Jesus to our feet. Cleanse us from the corruption of this world. And from the dust of the world. In which we have walked. Lord, we receive the words that the steps of a righteous man. Are ordered by you. We will have holy steps. Walking on the highway of holiness. And we praise you Lord. That you have cleansed us. From the top of our head. To the soles of our feet. Now go ahead and praise him for it. Praise him for it. Go ahead and praise him for it. Hallelujah. 
Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Cleanse. Redeemed. Forgiven. Hallelujah. Now look at your neighbor. Tell him, I'm a new man. Tell him, I'm totally forgiven. So tell your wife or husband, so you got to forgive me too. Woo! Tell your neighbor, it's good to be free! It's good to be free! Ha, ha, ha! Woo! Shut up, devil! Shut up! Accuser of the brethren has been cast down. Let's stay on top of them. Let's gang up on them together. Let's gang up. You know, just now, all of us, we ganged up on the devil with the blood. He's a sick puppy. Glory be to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God and to the blood of Christ our Savior. Glory be to God. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Oh! Ha ha ha! Ha! Glory be to God. Oh, God is good. Oh, the Spirit of the living God. Woo! Boy, it's good to see some free people. No more chains. No prison doors. Boy, it's good to see some free people. You see, there ain't no need to talk about anybody because they're free. The blood says they're free. Don't you leave it. Don't you go talk about somebody. They're, they're free. Did you see what she had on? She's free to dress that way. Leave her alone. Did you see how he acted? Hey, he's free. Hey, that's between him and God. The blood. The blood. What's wrong with you? Hey, I'm free. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! I'll come against all the reasons that have stolen your sleep in the name of Jesus. All the foxes that have spoiled the vine of peace and rest over you. I'll break it and I'll bind it in the authority of the name of Jesus. Every thought and every imagination that has wrecked your mind, has attacked you, telling you you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, that you are a failure, you are weak. No, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It is written. In the name of Jesus. Well, listen, we're going to be here tonight about the vow that restores the established presence of God. Because, oh, we want that. Last Sunday, I want to thank you for such an awesome birthday party. It was the best birthday I ever had. Thank you so much. It was so good. But, man, the Holy Ghost came in here and we got lost. And just went on and on. And just we just soared like an eagle for a little while. It was good. Because it wasn't nothing for a man. It was everything for Jesus. We come to worship and glorify Him. And I love you, but He loves you. He loves you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say this with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry for the wrong and the evil that I've done. This day, I surrender my life to you. Jesus.
come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. And cleanse me from all wrong. Thank you, Father. I am saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time, would you raise your hand? Anybody pray that for the first time? Would you raise your hand? Anybody pray that for the first time? Or somebody gave their heart back to the Lord? Raise your hand. Anyone at all? Anyone at all? We want to make sure you're in. Glory be to God. We got a paper out there. We better have a paper out there. If we could get it out. If you need to be water baptized, there's a paper out there for water baptism. We'll get ready to have another water baptism real soon. And just follow Christ in righteousness and obey His commandments. But listen, we love you. We have some people. Prayer warriors will be up here to pray with you if you have any needs. We'll be back here tonight, 6 o'clock. We love you. We bless you. And my brother David, would you dismiss us, please, sir? Father God, we thank you for being our God today. And Father, we thank you that through the blood, all things are possible. Father, we thank you for this nation. We thank you for every man and woman serving in this nation today. Serving the government, serving in the armed forces. Father, we lift them up. We lift up their families before you. We ask you to bless them. Give them strength. Give them wisdom and understanding. Now, Father, as we go, we ask that your favor rest upon our shoulders. And we go in the authority of the name of Jesus. Amen.